and welcome to Finding Poetry in the Everyday with Kokoran F. I am Kokoran F, but you can call me Corin. As you could probably tell from the name, this is a podcast all about poetry. Each week I will be choosing both a historic and a modern poet to read from, and I will be reciting a poem that I have written myself. I will also have an interview with a guest poet once a month, and every week I will choose a poem of the week. This is the podcast, episode one, New Beginnings. Since this podcast is a completely new project, I decided that the theme this month will be all things new. This week on the podcast, we have poems by Bernard Shaw and Gertrude B. McLean, as well as myself. Our guest will be the amazing 1124, and our poem of the week is Lines Written at a Small Distance from My House by William Wordsworth. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Bernard Shaw was an Irish playwright and writer who was born in 1856. In 1925, he received the Nobel Prize in Literature, and in 1938, he won an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. You may have heard of one of his works, Pygmalion, which was adapted as a Broadway musical starring Rex Harrison and Julie Andrews, and later a film starring Harrison and Audrey Hepburn. The poem I will read today is called A New Start. I have wiped the slate clean, no more reminders from the past. Memories of what I have been have vanished at long last. I look forward to my future new, where all is territory strange. Soon I will be among the few that plans their life at long range. I see my life laid out at my feet, new friends shall rally at my call. They will be the first that I will greet at this my welcoming ball. Soon all memories will depart of a past left well behind. I will get off to a new start with the best of mankind. Our next poem is by Gertrude B. McLean. Unfortunately, I was not able to find much biographical information about this poet online, although the poem I will be reading today is very widely known. It appears across many different social media sites. The poem is called New Beginnings. It's only the beginning now, a pathway yet unknown. At times the sound of other steps, sometimes we walk alone. The best beginnings of our lives may sometimes end in sorrow, but even on our darkest days the sun will shine tomorrow. So we must do our very best, whatever life may bring, and I look beyond the winter chill to smell the breath of spring. Into each life will always come a time to start anew, a new beginning for each heart, as fresh as morning dew. Although the cares of life are great and hands are bowed so low, storms of life will leave behind the wonder of a rainbow. The years will never take away our chance to start anew. It's only the beginning now, so dreams can still be true.
And that brings us to the part of the show where I recite a poem I have written myself. Today's poem is called Beside You. And I wrote it while me and my partner were actually in our moving van travelling down to our new house just a few months ago. Driving through the mountains on our way to something new. All about us raindrops sound, but I know I'll be okay beside you. The windscreen wipers dance so wild, waving us on to our new home. Resting on each other's shoulders, we've got 100 miles yet to go. Our path may have twists and turns, but together we'll get through. So we smile in anticipation. I know I'll be okay beside you. The space behind our heads is filled with our belongings, but your fingers laced between mine is the only thing I'll ever be longing. And though we are both anxious, this adventure is not carefree. I can't wait to build our new home. I know I'll be okay with you beside me. brings us to our very, very first guest poet to interview here on the podcast. I am so excited about this and I know she is very excited as well. It is 11.24 everybody. I've read through a lot of your poetry and I do love it. It's something so simplistically beautiful in it. Um, so what would you say is your main emotion in your poetry? What emotion mainly drives your poetry? I think I kind of like noticed though that like the darker... Well, like, my happy ones don't really get as many good reactions as, like, my darker ones do. And I think people all, we all relate to heartbreak more than we, like, we can't, we can't relate to individual happiness, but we can all relate to heartbreak. And I think that's, like, that's my, that was my biggest goal when I first, like, decided that I was going to post it, like, post my poetry. Because I was like, if I could just help one person feel like, they're not alone. Like they don't have to go to bed tonight feeling like they're the only person in this world that feels the way that they feel. Then my like goal has been met. How did you get into poetry? So I, well, I was, I wrote, I've been writing since I could, like could write. And my mom, I was just recently at my mom's house and she pulled out like all these notes and messages. I used to write her roses or red violets or blue poems. Oh, when I was like cute. five and none of them, <laughs> none of them would um like none of them rhymed. They didn't even make sense. Like it was just the funniest thing. And I would leave that. And if I was mad at her, I would write it. Like I wouldn't tell her I would write about it. And then I would leave it under her pillow or I would leave it like in a cabinet or a drawer. So when she just like went in in the morning to get a hairbrush, there would be my note. And she calls she used to call them nasty and she was like, I would get these little hate mails, like, in my pillowcase at nighttime. <laughs> and it would be about, like, me being mad at her for what she did. And so I always was a writer. And then I actually wanted to be a writer in high school. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to write the rest of my life. And, you know, they always people always tell you, you don't make money as a writer. You can't live off of that. You can't feed a family off of writing. 
So I kind of got frustrated with hearing that. So I stopped. I stopped for 10 years. Didn't pick up a pen. Didn't write a journal entry. Nothing. Didn't write anything. And then um, at the end of 2015, I had a like super bad breakup. And I couldn't remember the last time I actually felt happy. And I remembered that it was when I was writing some 10 years ago. So I started writing, but I was writing like journalish type stuff. And then I was, you know, I would look on Pinterest for quotes. And then I was like, well, I could do this. Like I'm I'm spending hours searching for quotes that other people write, but I can do it on my own. So I just literally just started writing um, poetry and I had never written it before. I just kind of was winging it. And then in last year, at the end of last year, I was like, you know, I'm just going to make an Instagram and start sharing it. And because I, I see all these people, they become Insta famous. And just for posting poetry, they now they have book deals and they're, in, then they're motivational speakers and they're all these things. And why I can do it, too. So I literally just <laughs> made an account one day and been writing ever since. When did you start the um, tribe? Well, Tribal Poets, we started it in May of this year. But me and Lana had, we met doing, um, actually, I think she told me that she just randomly saw one of my poems somewhere, which made her click on my page. And she sent me a message. I think it was literally, well, she's in the UK. So it was like three o'clock in the morning, her time. And she sent me a DM and she's like, Oh my God, you, you're speaking everything that's on my mind, so on and so forth. So we just started talking. And then I, it was in the middle of me doing a slam, somebody else's slam, uh, a monthly challenge. So I invited her into it and I was like, you could do it, like just join in. So she did. And then we spent the rest of that month, I believe that was March. No, that was February. We spent the rest of February doing somebody else's challenge. And then come March, we, started our own because we couldn't find any that we were both interested in doing together. So we were, we just started our own. So we hosted a poetry slam in March and April from our individual pages. And then come like the middle of April, uh, a mutual friend of ours was just like, you guys should do this from a joint page. And originally it was supposed to be three of us. And then the last minute he backed out of it. So we just launched it on May 1st of this year and it's been wow. booming ever since. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love looking through it and seeing like everyone's different approaches. Thank to you. Is it that, see, I think that's one of my favorite, favorite parts about it is that you can take one word and a million different people could see that word totally different and write a different piece about it. And I think that's just the, I think that's one of my favorite parts about it because you never know yeah where one yeah. word is going to take an individual person. That's kind of the same for like the themes that I'm doing every month with this podcast. Yeah. Like one word or one idea, but there's so many different ways that that's interpreted. And it's really cool just seeing what people have done with it. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely, and it kind of gives the other person, like another person who reads it, the inspiration or it gives them a different perspective on life or it's just, there's just so many places it can take, it can take you. Yeah. Yeah. What inspires you? I know you mentioned your breakup, but. Oh yeah, else? that was bad. Um, <laughs> well that started, 
that really started it. Um, but we had been together. It wasn't even our first breakup. We had been together five years and we had broken up probably like four times within that, those five years. But it was kind of like you, I knew it was going to be the end all be all, which is a lie because he's back again. But at the same rate, um, two years ago, it was, it really felt like it's really over this time and I'm never going to see him again. And that kind of just stirred a whole bunch of emotions about not even about love and heartbreak, but about myself and about what I wanted for myself and where I, where I wanted to go and what my goals were. And so I get inspiration from really anything. I get it from love, from heartbreak. I can watch a commercial on TV and get like an idea and inspiration. Um, sometimes I can see, like hear other people talking strangers off in the dip. I can, from eavesdropping, which happens a lot to me. Um, and I hear other people talking, I can get inspiration from that. I, I try to look for something anywhere or everywhere I go, just so my poetry doesn't get redundant or I'm not saying the same thing, just in different ways. So I think it can be found anywhere, truly, if you're just open to it and, you know, you're open to see different things from different eyes, you're definitely going to find it anywhere. I mean, I work part time. And just as I was working, I was, like, thinking of poems in my head. I've written, like, four just on my shift today. Oh, my (laughs) God. down on my phone. I do the same thing. I have to have either a pen and paper or I have to use my phone because you never really know. And a couple of the interviews I've done for Tribe, one one of the girls was like, yeah, I get my inspiration when I'm in the shower. And so (laughs) I have to have a notebook, like, in the shower. And I'm thinking, are you kidding? Like. (laughs) <laughs> but isn't it crazy, like, where people, some people get the inspiration, like, it just comes to them in the most random places. Yeah, it is, like, you see one thing and it sparks off this entire yeah. feel in your head. And you're like, I need to write this down before I forget it because this is good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the same way. And even if, like, I can't, even if I get an idea and I can't form the whole poem, like, I'm not even in that mindset to form the whole thing. I just have to at least write down the idea. Yeah. So I can go back yeah. to it. That's what I do as well. <laughs> yeah, I need to get it out of my system because if not, it's going to drive me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I have a desk job. I work for a university in uh, in the city and I literally, and I have two monitors. So I have two different monitors. So I often am working off of one and writing poetry on the other. <laughs> so it's like I literally do a thousand things at one minute. Like it's just it's crazy how I do it, but I just, I don't know. I want to write. It's just, it like kind of like oozes from my skin. Yeah. I know how you feel. (laughs) Writing, obviously like with mental health issues, I've found it. It's an amazing way to help my head more than anything. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I can agree. (laughs) It's all visual. It is. It's definitely, uh, and I think it's a mental it's a mental field. Yeah, it's like a process. Mm-hmm. How often do you write? All the time. I mean, I literally will write. I can write at any point in time. I've woken up in the middle of the night and had to, like, if I had a dream. Back when me and my ex first broke up, I would see him. Like, I would have dreams about him. And they would feel so real. And when I woke up and he wasn't there, 
I felt like I had to write about it so I could capture what I saw in the moment, especially with dreams. Cause you know, you don't remember them when you wake back up, but yeah. um, I've woken up in the middle of the night to write. I literally try to write all the time, even if it's not a poem, even if it's just about my day, I just try to get it out in that, in a, in a writing format just to kind of free myself, free my mind, kind of decompress from the day and, and stuff like that. So I, even if it's not a full complete poem, I'm still writing all every day, all the time. It's just sometimes, I don't know if you get it, but it feels like you're bursting and you need to get it out. Yep. Yeah. It, it does. And it kind of like, and even like a couple of times I've met, I've been around like my friends and I get like an idea or something to say. And I'm just like, all right, you guys have to shut up real quick so I can write this down. And they're like, what? Like, this is the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. But I'm like, no, you guys really have to be quiet. Let me just get this out. And then, and then we can go about our day or like I will drive in the car and we're listening to music and I'll hear a lyric. And I'm like, oh, I could write a poem about that. So I turn the music all the way down. And they're like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, no, hold on. I have to record this idea. Like, I have to write down this idea. Somebody type this out for me on their phone. It's the just, <laughs> I drive everybody nuts around me. Not only do I drive myself nuts, but I drive everybody around me nuts, too. <laughs> um, so my next question is, what do you do to get out of writer's block? If you ever actually have it, since you're writing all the time. Oh, no, I'm in it. I get in it, and it puts me in such a bad mood. Like, I get <laughs> so frustrated. I don't know if you get this way, like, when you want to write, but you can't, or you don't know what to write, or you don't have anything to write about. Um, yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, and it frustrates me, because it's all I want to do, but it's just my mind is not connecting to my hand, and it's just, it's it frustrates me, but... Um, I've learned to just free write. So even if I don't have anything to like, not a poetry, like if I don't have an idea for a poem, I will write about anything. I'll write about a ceiling fan or I'll write about, I'll pick an object and I'll write about that. I just have to be continuously trying to, to write something down. Um, or I'll, like a lot of times I'll read a book. In another case, like I'll read a book or I'll get on Pinterest or Instagram and I'll scroll other people's timelines and I'll read their poetry. And sometimes that'll help me to get out of it. But a lot of times I just free write, even if it's about nothing at all, even if it's about like, you know, the person I was stuck behind in traffic today, I just try <laughs> to get out of it. And sometimes you find sometimes in your free writes, you'll find a poem in it and you're not even trying who is your favorite poet and why? Do you have a favorite poet? Well, I have a favorite classic poet. I love Walt Whitman. And I'm like really into his writing because I think for his time that he was writing, he used basic language to say basic things. And he used words that could be felt through generations and through different instances in life. And I feel like a lot of people, like, you know, like the Shakespeare era and stuff like that, like a lot of those poets, you don't know what the hell they're talking about. Like they could write this glorious poem and everyone's like, oh, it sounds so good. But then you're like, I don't know what it means, but it sounds good. <laughs> so I like, like, 
like Shakespeare was a great poet, but I can't tell you half the things that he meant to say. I don't, like, what was he talking about? So I think, well, I think I enjoy his poetry so much is because it's classic and he wrote it so many years ago, but it's in such, such simple words that it's carried through time and it's been able to touch people throughout time. And that's important. And that's kind of like what I want my words to do. Like, I don't want, I'm the type of person, like, or the type of writer where I just write simply. I write using regular words that anybody can understand and relate to because I want it to be able to travel through time. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it resonates with you, it'll resonate with someone else. Right. Or, right. And, you know, like I said, it's very, certain topics are more relatable than others. And so if you write about it in that way, like in an easy way to read, I think it's, it'll take it further than it would if you dress it up and paint it in like a frou-frou dress. You're like, <laughs> what is this? She could have just worn shorts and a t-shirt. Like, I don't think a prom dress was necessary. <laughs> I love that so, analogy. <laughs> it is. Like, I, sometimes in this, I feel that way, but that's my personality and it just could just, could just be me. But that's my personality. I'm like, I don't need to have all the bells and whistles. Just give me a chicken finger and a French fry. Like, that's all I want. I don't need all the extra stuff. So, but I mean, I appreciate it. Like, and I think that's the difference between me and Lana's writing. And I think that's what's taken Tribe to another level is because we write completely different. She's very descriptive. She's very flowery. She's fluffy. Like, she writes in a different way than I do and I appreciate it and I like it and it amazes me because I'm like oh my gosh we just we're looking at the same word and we came up with something totally different um but I think I appreciate people who write like that but I just can't I don't know how to for some poems for myself especially it's like some of them need more description and more flowery fluffiness Mm -hmm. um but some they come across so much better when they're just like the raw emotion or whatever it is that I'm feeling at the time right and I think I've actually learned with Instagram like like Instagram and social media it's more of a place for micro poetry so people on Instagram they don't really want to read a novel in a little square yeah they really just want like five to seven lines not even even seven might sometimes be too much but they really just want like short maybe like three sentence poems that resonates and sticks with them then they do these long poems so I do write longer forms of poetry that has more of a background or more of a description to it but I don't put it on Instagram because I just feel like no one really wants to read that. And plus I'm trying to, I'm in the process of creating a book. I really want to write a book. So, and I want original pieces to be in it. So I kind of write long pieces, but I keep them and save them for my book. Just because I feel like there's a time and a place and Instagram is not the place for a novel in that little square. Yeah. And when you like, just when you're scrolling through Instagram, like in your own time and stuff, you don't, really want to read (laughs) right like if I'm in the mood to look for words and I will but if I'm just scrolling out of boredom I'll just look at the pictures (laughs) right and like you're just gonna keep breezing on by 
And now I believe you are going to read a poem for us all today. Sure. Let me find it. I really hope it's still as good as I don't even know if it was really that good. I kind of just wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I like kind of just woke up this morning and was like, I'm just going to write. All right. So hold on. I am a creature of habit, happy to stroll through life, following my schedule of work, eat, sleep and repeat. The thought of being surrounded by new faces, hearing new stories, half told to cover up new motives that bring new conflicts that turn into new goodbyes, creates such anxiety that I'd rather be in isolation. Simplicity is comfortable, but simplicity breeds stagnancy. So I find myself constantly torn between the need for personal growth and the desire for solitary confinement. With each new sunrise, I try to compromise with change and tradition. I strive to listen to them both, opening myself to feel their needs so I'm able to find a new common ground for them to call home. I am under construction at the start of a new beginning, learning how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. But I am in bloom and there is nothing more beautiful than new life. I thought that was amazing. Was it good? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I was just like, I, I was like, because I, I did, I literally wrote it this morning and then put it away and never looked at it again until just now. So I'm like, oh my, and then when I was on my way um, to my mom's house, I'm like, God, I hope it's good. Like, I didn't really reread it. <laughs> Hopefully I don't read it to her and she's like, what in the hell is this? <laughs> no, I think sometimes the best ones are the ones that you just write without even noticing that you're writing. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes <laughs> you're just like, what the? And sometimes, like, poems I write, like, three months ago, I'll go back to it. And I'm like, I wrote this? Like, there's no way this came for me. Cool. Thank you so much. Sure. It was nice talking to you. You too. Right. by no means least we have our poem of the week. This week's poem is Lines written at a small distance from my house and sent by my little boy to the person to whom they are addressed by William Wordsworth. Definitely a wordy title. It is the first mild day of March, each minute sweeter than before. The red breast sings from the tall larch that stands beside our door. There is a blessing in the air which seems a sense of joy to yield, to bare trees and mountains bare, and grass in the green field. My sister, tis a wish of mine, now that our morning meal is done, make haste your morning task resign, come forth and feel the sun. Edward will come with you, and pray but on with speed your woodland dress, and bring no book for this one day will give to idleness. No joyless form shall regulate our living calendar, we from today my friend will date the opening of the year. Love now a universal birth, from heart to heart is stealing, from earth to man, from man to earth, it is the hour of feeling. One moment now may give us more than fifty years of reason, our mind shall drink at every pore the spirit of the season. Some silent laws our hearts may make, which they shall long obey, we for the year to come may take our temper from today. And from the blessed power that rules about below above, will frame the measure of our souls, and they shall be tuned to love. Then come, my sister, come, I pray, 
With speed put on your woodland dress, And bring no book for this one day will give to idleness. all for finding poetry in every day this week. As always, you'll find the show notes at www.kikornf.com forward slash finding poetry in the everyday. The music is by composer Kai Engel. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate and leave a review on SoundCloud, iTunes or Podbean. It helps me so much and I'd love to hear some feedback. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week for more Finding Poetry in the Everyday with Kikornf. Thank you.